Hello and welcome to the podcast. Um, today we've got a discussion around International Men's Day. Uh, the first group we have some of our employees at the club and the official charity of, of the club. And then following that, we have a discussion with some of the students from the local schools around Burnley and the surrounding area. Um, just a few introductions first, so I'll introduce myself. So my name is Gwil Jones. I work for Burnley Football Club in the community and the primary and secondary schools manager. I'm Matt B and I'm manager of the Burnley FC Women's First Team. I'm Russell Ball and I'm head of Matchday Operations. Uh, my name is Adrian Lacouse and I'm the operations and facilities intern at Burnley. Yeah, I'm Phil Bird, uh, match uh, commentator for Clarets Plus. Brilliant, really nice to have everybody here. Um, we've just come from a round table discussion um, celebrating uh, International Men's Day, which is next week. And just, just, just discussing a little bit more about, you know, what it is about being a man, values, stereotyping. Um, and I think there was a lot of takeaways from that. We had students from local schools there, um, and obviously yourselves, representatives from, from the community as well. And uh, yeah, I think, I think we had a really meaningful and impactful um, discussions and I had a lot of takeaways from myself anyway about, about it. Um, so yeah, what, what, what did you guys feel? How, how did that go? I think for me, it was really insightful to listen to the, young, the youngsters. Um, you know, their whole view on these topics is so different to the world in which I personally grew up in. Uh, stereotyping was really a, a big part of that, you know, what's expected of a man. And I think it's really great that these youngsters are really tuned into the idea that they are in touch with their emotions, it's okay to show emotion, and that it's not seen as or perceived as a weakness, that it's a good thing. Um, you know, this sort of ideology of, of the men that return from war never to speak of it again. Mm. Um, the mental torture that those men must have gone through to carry that burden uh, by comparison to the attitude of the youngsters today is, is really, I think, a very healthy mm. thing. Yeah, they, they spoke about it um, prominently, actually, and, and they turned it to talk about it more as a strength. You know, talking about their emotions is, is a strength and talking about weaknesses is a strength. Um, and I definitely, you know, um, echo that as well. And, uh, and yeah, definitely recommend, you know, people talking about, you know, if they're struggling, you know, personally, professionally, there's, you know, there's people and, and so many different kinds of social media platforms, charities that are there, to, you know, in this day and age to, to help others. So, um, yeah, we definitely recommend that. Well, they're sort of called the snowflake generation there, aren't they? And I suppose that's really coined by people who aren't of that generation. You don't understand that. Exactly, yeah. And in itself is uh, very patronising. And when you listen to the young people, like we just did just now, you get a bit of appreciation for how complex their lives are, mm. frankly, to the, uh, the lives that we perhaps led when we were their age. Mm. And they were talking about um, some, you know, really uh, good stories about role models and the influential men in their lives. And we had um, a lot of people around that table from different ages and different, different generations. But, you know, they, everybody spoke about, you know, the, you know, influential father, brother, and it was quite a kind of similar. But um, something definitely my, I'm, I'm guilty of is not actually telling them that they are influential in my life, that I do care about them, and I do appreciate all that they've done to me. And that's definitely a massive takeaway that I'll take from listening, like you said, to, to those students, definitely 100%. I think for me as well, it was just interesting, and we've just touched on it there, but to hear what different people's perceptions were on different topics that we discussed based on 
their upbringing, based on their age, based on what society was like when they were growing up. That that for me is interesting, and I think it's you know good to see that actually, like I say, the the young guys that were in there being very very open to talk about stuff that I think back to even when I was younger probably wouldn't have wouldn't have been as open to because of whether it's a perception or how you think you should you should appear to come across. So I think that was that was good to to get their take and their insight onto that. Yeah, I'd sort of mirror that, to be honest. I think, like, when I was their age, I would not have spoken like that, how they have. Um, I just think as well, maybe just how I've been brought up and maybe the teaching as well, like, learning from those those lads that were in there, like, it really is acceptable now to talk about your feelings without any judgment. And I think that's such a valuable thing. And they do see it, like you said, Russell, I think, like, as a strength as well, which I think... I mean, I took that away from that session as well, um, learning from them that it is actually like a strength that you're able to talk about things and tell your loved ones, you know, that you care about them, what you said with your brother. Because, mm. I mean, I don't say it personally to like my dad enough and that's definitely a takeaway for sure. Mm. We just got a little bit about that word of of manning up and man up. Um, you know, grow, growing up on, on the farm, playing rugby, you know, it's a very male orientated, um, uh, yeah, upbringing, I suppose. Um, and you know, getting told to to man up if if you're feeling really cold at seven a.m. on the farm running after sheep. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those things that you don't really think about. Um, and you you know, I'm I'm you know, thankfully I'm I'm okay. But you don't know what effect that might have on on someone if they've out every morning, you know, 6, 7 a.m., cold every morning. And, you know, like I said, you just don't know what, what kind of effect that could have on different people. Um, playing rugby, again, seen as, uh, you know, such a manly sport. And you think, when you're thinking about rugby players, thinking about, you know, really big guys, manly. I mean, I'm 12 stone wet through. So, <laughs> um, you know, people really look at me like, oh, you play rugby? Well, well, yeah, you know, again, that stereotyping. Um, and that manning up, if you're, you know, if you're down, if you're hurt, or something, um, yeah. And I think that cycle is is changing. Still, need there's room for improvement, 100% um, in all aspects of life. Um, but um, it's definitely getting there, especially with, you know, the younger generation, as the students uh, discussed today. You know, I can see that. You know, it's, it's changing, like you said. Um, you know, the support wasn't there when we were in school, but it's clearly, um, clearly shown that they're talking about it now in schools. Because um, they were more than comfortable discussing, um, you know, issues like that. I think one of the things that I didn't touch on in, in the discussion group, but was just mindful of as we've been talking, is is that I've got sort of a bit of an interesting insight on that because I don't drink alcohol, never have. So throughout my formative years, and now you know I'm, I'm 52 years of age now, I've been in so many situations where the perception of men is that they must drink to be a man, and yet the amount of people that will come out to dinner with me and say, I'm so glad I don't have to drink tonight because their choice is not to drink, but they drink because they're with people who have oh, got to have five beers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a psyche, I think, that follows through in, in a lot of men. Um, and, and because it's a personal choice of mine, I've been able to sort of witness actually on the other side of that, people, a lot of times people are just influenced by, um, by the sort of um, stereotypes uh, uh, that, uh, that we are pigeonholed into as a man. You know, you're not a man. I've been told you're not a proper man if you don't drink. Well, define a man. What's, what does that mean? You know, so so um, so seeing the vulner the vulnerabilities of the boys there being so open was really refreshing to me because I think this new generation that are coming through are much more in touch with or in tune with 
um, their their sensitivities and 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 they're not afraid. They're not afraid, even in amongst an older group of men, um, to say, "Hey, this is the new generation that are coming through," and we're in touch with we're in touch with our our softer side, which is not something that we're. You're not going to find that on a on a rugby pitch. No, no, exactly. No, no, you're not. You're not. Um, I think you, you touched on that the the peer pressure within within groups, um, and the the lads just spoke about it before about you know when you're asking your your friends, um, you know, do they feel comfortable asking for support and for for help? Um, they mentioned about the the double ask. I think you mentioned as well about yeah. the double ask as well, didn't you? About you know, are you okay? The standard answer, yeah, fine. And then you move on, but it's about that second ask. You know, are you sure you're okay? You know, and then letting them know. You know, I'm here. You know, let, just you know, pick up the phone, FaceTime, WhatsApp, whatever platform it is. I mean, it'd be nice to go for a coffee face to face, but you know, it, it could be any any part of the world, and you can contact someone, um, which is something that you know you need to take take advantage of. Um, definitely, if, you, if you're feeling low, especially. I, I went to school in the seventies. There wasn't that openness then. Um, you had to grin and bear it to an extent. Um, I mentioned earlier, played football one week, rugby union the next. Not a massive fan of rugby union. The strictest person at the school was the games master. Um, and boy, was he strict. And you were told to man up. Uh, there was no expression. You had an expressionless face. You just got on with things. No answering back. No opportunity to talk and discuss. Uh, I think we've moved on, and thankfully we've moved on. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and you're you're only one story, you know, of of that experience sure. that. So um, yeah, yeah, up and down the sure. country. You know, and the boys the boys played football and rugby union. The girls played netball and hockey. I'd have loved to have played hockey, and I'm sure the girls would have loved to play football. So yeah, exactly. thankfully we've moved on. Exactly. Yeah. I remember in school that it was just changing when I was um, in school, and we uh, made a, a mixed netball team. I loved it. the first time I ever played netball. I, yeah. I loved it, loved it. Uh, wasn't any good, but I'm sure we practiced. I'd get there. Um, but yeah, it's that opportunities again, and we see now in like the women's game, um, aren't we? The you know the opportunities that that people have now, um, and going away from that stereotyping about you know who can do certain sports. I think the lads touched on um, in the roundtable about you know careers. You know that that men do construction farming or what have you and then the women do nursing you know cooking or whatever but but now it's you know it's more accepted to to follow the path that you want to follow um so yeah we like you mentioned we are getting there but i think it's still 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 work room. to be done yeah, still work yeah. To be i mean done. It, it's great to see uh, my oldest lad went into engineering it's great great to see it's mixed yeah you know we, uh, women and men and that's the way it should be yeah brilliant brilliant how do you find um Matt being obviously head coach at, at at the women's team, obviously with with the stereotypes of of like being a man and and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I touched on it in the discussion in there. I think for me, it's more around people are in the roles they're in, both the players as females, myself as a as a male as the coach, based on you know a skill set not defined by being a male or a female. I think it's defined by you know they're football players, they're athletes. Um, you know, I think that's the way we've certainly tried to go about it here and I think the players have, have bought into that. I don't think they look at me and think or, or sort of listen and take the information on board and buy into what we do because I'm a male. I think it's because of, of how we coach them and I think that's how it should be in the same way as 
you, know, you look at Emma Hayes, who's achieving amazing things at Chelsea Women, and, and what a manager she is. And and that's you know not because she's a female; it's because she's a good manager. So I think that's the same with not just football, but a wide variety of of sort of um, topics. Really, I think we're a lot more open now, and I think society's moved on a long way where we're more open to people being um, in roles and, and doing things for the right skill set. And obviously, I think it's just touched on them, but but. Females now having more opportunities to play football is huge um, because in the past they didn't have that exposure. But actually, it's a game that that is massively accessible to them now, and and that's you know that's important because I look back to even when I started coaching, um, which was a few years ago now. But I think there was two girls in the in the sort of Saturday sessions that I started to do. Whereas now you can look and, and there'll be a lot more girls teams up and down the country, there'll be a lot more girls playing and obviously that will mean the game's growing in a really good way. So I think that's important both as much as obviously I know we're talking around sort of the, the men's side of things, but I think that's that's great that females are getting that uh, exposure as well. Yeah, definitely. LinkedIn too, um, we discussed a little bit about each of our values as, as men in the round table. Um, and, you know, even though you know, we, we're all the same gender around that table. We all had similar values, but they were all different as well. And we all agreed, oh, actually, yeah, that's really important. Um, so I, I mentioned about, um, you know, being respectful and um, being appreciative of, the, of others, but something that you, you mentioned then, Matt, you know, about being inclusive. So if you're thinking about your professional life, um, you know, we run a programme called Premier League Inspires um, and we ensure that obviously that's inclusive and that's accessible to everyone that needs that support. So that programme is about supporting um, pupils and students in, in schools um, and giving them a, a positive outlook towards education and life. Um, and they're able to come to us, you know, we, we wear the kit in schools, it carries huge weight. You know, they, they see us as role models and we've not even spoken, we've just walked through with the kit, you know, and if we can help and have access and they can have access to, to maybe having a chat, it might not be about anything specific, it might be just sitting down having a game of cards, but um, is that positive um, engagement, I suppose, and it's really important, um, especially like we mentioned about that, men historically uh, are not allowed to show their emotions you know that it's okay to to speak out and ask ask for that support um yeah i think it's important so um so yeah so from that discussion taking taking away from that is there anything that you'll you'll take away from from today's kind of round table and, and discussion moving forward either personally or professionally or moving on i know I, i'll certainly be calling my brother and uh, <laughs> and tell him and tell him you know what You've been great over the years, and I really, really, you know, appreciate what all you've done. Um, I think yeah. it's finding the time, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Just, just uh, allowing more time for for those general conversations. Uh, we talked about the double ask, didn't we? Yeah. Just make sure everybody's okay. Uh, going back and asking a second time if everything's fine, um, and just being a bit more open, I think, and a bit more available. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The, the world passes us by, doesn't it? It's far too quickly, I far think. Too quickly, far too quickly. You don't ever find at a funeral anyone saying, you know, Bob was a great guy, he had a huge house and a massive bank account. Yeah. You, you hear them talk about the relationships that they had with people. And if those aren't nurtured now, then what's going to be said at our funerals? Yeah, yeah, what a great point that is. Yeah, afternoons are long, but the years are short, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Certainly are. Well, thank you very much for um, for contributing in the, in the round table and obviously reflecting on that now as well. And uh, yeah, we hope to speak to you soon. Brilliant. Thank, thank you very much. Indeed.
All right, so yeah, hello everybody. Um, so just a few introductions. I'm Scott Cunliffe. I'm a Burnley fan. I'm also a Burnley football club in the community fan. I'm Regan Collins and I'm from Colcough Academy and I'm a prefect at the school. I'm Liam Williams. I'm a Burnley fan and I come from St Christopher's in Accrington. Fantastic. So we're just going to reflect about um, a little workshop that we've just done at a round table we've, we've just come from um, about International Men's Day in, is, is next week. So, um, so yeah, we touched on you know, what it is being a, being a man, the stereotype um, behind um, being a man and, and the you know, historical things that come, comes with it. So um, I actually learned quite a lot, especially from you, know, you guys from, from school. It's really good to you know, hear from other generations. Uh, especially younger generations, because historically, you know, by being a man is, you know, not to show that your emotions, having that hard face, um, but it's really um, quite enlightening, actually, and um, yeah, good to hear from you guys. To you know, that mental health is really, you know, really prominent in you know men and how it's important to talk and talk about your emotions and it's okay, you know, regardless of, you know, being a, being a man or, or a woman and, you know, it's okay to ask for that that support. So um, I learned a lot actually from, from you guys. So yeah, I want to say thanks for that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, do you want to have a little discussion about what, what else we spoke about? We spoke about mainly the, um, the role models of men and how they are portrayed by media and uh, as a public figure and how they could impact other people's lives and make them feel better about themselves. Yeah, it's really important, especially for those that you, you mentioned that are in public, in the public eye. You know, they have a, a mass following, you know, especially in this day and age where you have, you know, so all kinds of um, platforms that people can follow others on. Um, and to have that positive influence is really important. You know, every word they say carries carries weight so like you mentioned you know um, being that positive influence that positive role model is really important um, so yeah have you got any positive role models um, male role models uh, in the public eye one of my role models is Raheem Sterling how um, he had all the racist abuse yeah and how he's pulled through it to be stronger yeah exactly and he's used that as a platform to talk about racism and to make positive changes around it as well so he's used that as, as motivation as you will to, to try and make that that change so yeah that's a really good one really good one one of my role models was uh, barry kilby uh, who's well known in burnley and not not only for his stewardship of the football club but stewardship of uh, stewarding males towards getting um, prostate cancer tests um, I think it's that generation and I'm kind of in that generation now I'm getting called to go for cancer tests um, that generation of, of males my age are reluctant to to actually it's not seen as a cool thing to do to look after your own personal health and say oh I'll be all right I'll be okay and, and next thing you know you you've gone from the and the safe zone to the red zone on, on issues like cancer and Barry did has done an amazing job, continues to do an amazing job for getting males to come forward and get tested and look after the male, look after their um, physical health and that dips into, as you just said, into the mental health as well and encouraging men to speak up, not just about physical health but mental health and I think it's so important, it was so good to see different generations in the room today talking about issues around 
masculinity and sort of stereotyping negative and positive and uh, yeah it's a massive we got we all got a lot of good takeaways yeah I, I think so too and like you mentioned it's about normalizing you know the things that people um usually don't see as normal like i said getting a you know um testing for prostate cancer talking about their mental well-being um, you know it's really important whether you're talking you know when you've got someone in school a teacher specific teacher whether that's a friend someone at home you know people are there to to support and listen to you they might not be able to support you but they'll 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 you know point you to the right direction um you know we're really lucky in this day and age where we have um amazing organizations you know mind off the top of my head is a really good organization that you can um you know ask for support um, you know mental well-being um so yeah you know it's just normalized um that like you mentioned so yeah um, it's interesting in 2009-10 i first raised money for a mental health charity um called calm campaign against living miserably and around that time it was it was still very sort of taboo to be talking about mental health and their issue then was you know the suicide rate amongst young males in east lancashire was one of the highest in the country that's why they'd focused a lot of work in east lancashire at that time um, and now it's i mean it's it's no longer taboo uh, amongst 40 odd year olds like myself or 50 odd year olds so even older and i have these conversations quite regularly with with uh peer to peer in my in my age group um, and it's um, yeah it's good to see over the last whatever 15 years or so that stereotype of or that sort of norm mm. and values of not talking about it have shifted yeah. enormously uh, i think now it now needs to go into better healthcare around physical mental health for for, for men and, and for women obviously but um yeah, I think that's where the shift now needs to yeah. go into actually putting more money into mental health provision. I think we all get it now, uh, but it now needs to be uh, changed into action, yeah. uh, not just about the discussion. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned 15 years ago is so different. Um, and 15 years ago isn't actually that long ago. So, you know, it's, it shows, you know, that, that we're still in that, in that change. Yeah. And it's to, um, you know, not be um, reactive, you know, to be by being proactive by making sure that we don't come to the stage where people are suffering. Um, you know, we have a um, school uh, mental well-being project that um, is actually, um, we have a mental well-being practitioner placed in a school full-time. I think we're in 13 schools now across Burnley and Pendle where, you know, they're there helping students on a one-to-one basis, group basis. Um, and there's that's like a point of contact for for the students, really, really, you know, impactful work that they're doing, and they're only—they've only been in there for for the last couple of years. So again, this change is happening now, you know, um, and it will continue to change. It will continue to to be better, but unfortunately, these issues are still there and prominent. So um, yeah, like you mentioned, so it's, it's really important that we we talk and we support where we can. And to carry on from that, um, there's quite a lot of groups that have been made and apps where you or phone numbers where you can call and it can be anonymous and you can talk about your mental health. Uh, whereas there didn't used to be stuff like that because uh, obviously uh, morals are adapting and uh, uh, technology is improving and making it a lot easier to uh, talk about things. Which is a good thing to see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I think I had a massive 
I think it was a light bulb moment or a, or a, or a takeaway. Something I said in the group workshop what uh, we were talking about influential men in in, in our lives. Um, I mentioned that my brother has gone through um, a lot. He had leukemia when he was younger, uh, missed a lot of his secondary education, but still did an impact on on his work. He came out with A's and A stars, and now he's doing his um, equivalent to, to a PhD in in, uh, in university in Glasgow now in uh, veterinary science. But um, but as I said, a comment where you know I really look up to him, and and you know he's really you know um, influential in my life, but. I don't know if he actually knows that. So something I'm definitely going to take away today is I'm going to be on the phone to, to him and letting him know, do you know what? You got called out for that. I, I did. I did. I'm sure I should, sure I should have as well. Um, but having these conversations and, you know, round table discussions like that, you know, just even if it's just me realising something like that, you know, it's, it's a positive thing. And if, we, if we can change one person's mentality, um, I, I mentioned in the round table, I grew up on a farm, um, really, um, you know, I don't know, back in the day values as, as, as you might um, might imagine, like the stereotype kind of thing around it where you don't share your emotions as much. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be on the phone to him and, uh, afterwards. I don't know what the reply will be, but um, <laughs> at least he'll know. At least he'll know. Uh, one of the uh, best things about that uh, round table was um, the fact that all different men and all different... Uh, age groups are all talking about it and uh, showing that it's okay to uh, uh, be a man and uh, all the different things that come with being a man and uh, it was reassuring to see that uh, uh, other people can actually uh, feel them things and it makes it a lot easier for me as a person to feel them things though. Fantastic. I think what was good as, among, amongst that group as well of different ages is that was it, there was a recognition that it was okay to actually fail and shouldn't be bullied into sort of having to man up or having to sort of enforce a stereotype that we've got to be tough all the time and, and it is okay to actually acknowledge that just going through a tough, tough period at the moment and I need some assistance and I yeah. think that was quite, I think we all, that it, well we all learnt from that that experience that we just shared together that you know, it reinforced that for us, didn't it? That, uh, yeah, it's okay not to be okay. And it's yeah. okay to be, it's, it's not, it's still manly to admit that, you know, you need some assistance and you need your mates to, to help you out and not put you down. Mm. It, it shows strength, if anything, mm. you know, that you, you, you can come out and say that. Um, you know, I mentioned about peer pressures within groups, um, how, you know, you might want to, you know, act out and be be that man in in your in your friendship group. But I, I guarantee you know one person in your friendship group might might be feeling low or something like that, but might not feel to to be able to say anything. But it only takes that one person to to discuss and to be and to actually just to turn around and say, look, I'm I'm not feeling great, and then hopefully that will break that cycle. So we've been joined by Finn uh, from Cole Clough Academy as well. Um, but you, are you a prefect at school as well? Yeah. Can you just tell us a little bit about what, what, it, what it is to be a prefect? It's to be a good role model, um, to, again, liaison uh, between students and teachers, because that's what a school is. It's a balance between students and teachers, and they need a good, a good liaison, a good meeting point between to get both parties connected to each other. Yeah, brilliant. And that, I think that links your role in school as a prefect. I think that links really well to 
what we discussed in that roundtable before about being a man and, and you know, um, the influential men and role models and stuff like that. Um, so what, what kind of things did you take away from that roundtable? I think, I mean, like to tell people, you know, you love them, which I'm fairly good at, but I probably don't do it enough. Like uh, my brother, I don't tell him how much I appreciate him. Like he's during lockdown, he's been going out shopping for us and we were, we've relied on him. You know, he, of course, my mum has paid for him, but we wouldn't get it without him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, it's the little things, isn't it? It's just, yeah. just even saying, you know, thank you. It's two simple, simple words, isn't it? That, yeah. that might mean, um, you know, a lot to, to, to someone. Yeah. So that's great. Um, so yeah, so t t taking some points from the round table and, and the hour long discussion that we had, um, is there anything that you're going to take away from from that discussions and, and use as as prefect? Uh, and then Liam, I know you're on the on the youth board for the, for the community club as well. Yeah. Is there anything you take away from that um, round table that that you'll put into into practice? I think I'd take away that you need to take more care for people because sometimes you could go up to someone and they say they're all right, but you need to ask them again because they might not actually be all right, so. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. I think the double ask, like you said, it's a massive thing. It is important. Uh, one of the main things I'm going to take away from it is that uh, no matter the age, everyone has their own problems and they've always got a skeleton that they might want to open up. And, uh, just to talk to each other about them type of things uh, and rely on each other. Yeah, exactly. So it's really important to to celebrate being a man, but also to you know to ch change change the that stereotype, that negative stereotype that that comes with being a man of of being hard and you know of not showing your emotions, you know, and being that positive role models in you know whatever walks of life you you'll go into. I know. You, you'll be in successful in whatever that you'll do and you'll influence other people. And as long as you can have that positive impact and be a role model, um, you know, you'll, you'll, have, you'll uh, have a positive impact on others, which would be great. All right, well, thank you very much. And um, yeah, we'll speak to you soon.